the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Oh, not live from the studios. No, I'm on the north side. The Brewers defeat the Cubs live from Wrigley Field. 6-2 the final this evening. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. The lead is now five games for the Brew Crew in the NL Central. They take game one of three here against the Cubs, the last three games of the year at Wrigley Field. And uh, I am staring at the L flag flying above the handheld scoreboard, uh, the manual scoreboard, I should say, in center field. What a game. It started off right off the bat for the Brew Crew. We'll have highlights a little bit later. We'll hear from the manager, Craig Council, as well. But at one point, in the first three innings of this game, when the Brewers jumped out to that 5-1 uh, to one lead, they were averaging a hard hit on all of their balls in play. They were averaging over 97 miles an hour against starter Jameson Tyone. And then on the other side, it was just getting a ground ball and thumbed to death. I mean, it, it, there has to be some stinging hands on the other side right now for the Chicago Cubs dealing with Wade Miley today. As a team... Two numbers jump out to me instantly from the Brewers pitching staff. And if you want to join us, 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620. Two numbers. Number one, 15 ground ball outs. That ties a season high for the Brewers this year. They hadn't done it since April. That was against the Mets. 15 of them. That's exactly how Wade Miley draws it up. I mean, he only had one strikeout and no walks. That's Wade Miley for you. Number two, the other number. The Cubs did not have a single at-bat with a runner in scoring position. They had five hits, three singles, and two solo homers. They held what has been arguably the best offense in the second half in all of baseball. They've scored the most runs in the second half in baseball to two runs on two solo shots. That is huge. And I thought... Just a, an observation here. Oh, by the way, the Brewers were 3-for-6 with runners in scoring position today. Just an observation I had, and we'll break this down a little bit with Kashan here in a little bit, but I thought it was so important that the Brewers took the crowd out of it instantly. This crowd never got the chance to get loud. Yeah, I mean, of course, they're going to cheer on a home run, but you're in the unfriendly confines as an opposing hitter, and you jump out to a 4 nothing lead, a yelly leadoff homer, take advantage of an error on a sack fly, uh, and then a ball that still hasn't landed for Mark Canna. I mean, that's how you draw it up, is it not? Great stuff from the crew to get things going right off the bat. Let me jump into the text line here real quick. A few texts that I've rolled in already. Josh in Milwaukee, that was a well-rounded win. Taking advantage of errors and jumping on Tyone early was the key. Miley was tremendous. And I'm ready for the postseason push. Just a reminder of how things look tiebreaker-wise in the season-long series. Because in the event something crazy happens and what could come down at the end of the season, the Brewers, now if they sweep this series, which that's a tall ask. you got Justin Steele going tomorrow, but you got Corbin Burns. And then you got Kyle Hendricks on Wednesday, who seems to own the Brewers. But if you sweep this series... You will have the tiebreaker on both the Cubs and the Reds. 
I mean, and if you sweep this series, you will be up seven games with less than a month to go. Now, that's getting greedy. You win the series, you're still going to be up five games. So, it's still the largest lead of the season for the NL Central, regardless of the team. And you're playing your best baseball at a great time of year. I saw some some folks on Twitter asking, are the Brewers peaking too early? I completely disagree with that thought. Are they playing phenomenal baseball? Undoubtedly. Peaking too early, there's no such thing in my opinion. You're either playing well or you're not. And if you are one of those people that's worried, are the Brewers peaking early? In my opinion, if you're one of those people, then they peaked early in April. Okay? It's just a, not a smart argument to make. I thought it was huge that Yelich showed up again today, two hits today. And, you know, it's been the comment all week long, the last week and a half or so, that the Brewers are winning all these games without really any production from Christian Yelich. It was his first home run of the month tonight. An op in center, left center field, opposite field-ish shot. His ninth career leadoff homer and his fifth this season. 109 off the bat, and it was patented Yelly, right? A pitch on the inner third that he inside outs with power to left center field. Not many hitters can do that. And again, you look at this box score. Going down the box score here real quick. The Brewers... They struck out a few times tonight, yeah. They, they didn't draw any walks tonight, yeah. They had nine strikeouts, but they had 11 hits. I'll take that every night. A pair of doubles that both produced, that one produced a run there in the top of the seventh inning. I thought that was an interesting managerial decision by uh, David Ross. We'll get into that a little bit later as well, to pitch to Willie Adamas as opposed to Rowdy Telez. And for the, the Brewers' bullpen, I thought Peguero was tremendous. An inning, one walk, one strikeout. Piomps, a single, but a strikeout. And then not even needing Devin Williams, Hobie Milner retiring the side, your favorite reliever's favorite reliever. An inning, scoreless, with a strikeout. Brewers didn't, this is another example of the Brewers' depth of their pitching staff. They don't need to strike you out every single at-bat. They can get you out getting yourselves out. There was a pitcher a while ago, and I, I, I wish I remember who said it, but it's just... Look, pitching's the easy part. You're not supposed to get a hit. Seven times out of ten, I'm supposed to get you out. And that means the hitter is happy if I get you out seven out of ten times. So sometimes just throw it up there and see what happens. And Wade Miley, using the cutter, just keeping you off balance all night long. 52% of his pitches tonight were cutters. 30% of them were change-ups. So nothing straight, nothing that you can feel comfortable about. He only threw five four-seam fastballs tonight. He only got four swings and misses total. And now you're going to see a very different cutter tomorrow from the other side of the mound. You're going to see this soft, you know, 87 to 88-mile-an-hour cutter from the left side, just gets in in your kitchen, just kind of just tries to stay off the barrel and thumb you. And now you're going to see from the right side, 96 with glove side movement, and trying to strike you out or shatter your bat. Good luck. What a stretch right now for the Brew Crew. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I've also got a player of the game pull up on my Twitter at Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. Dom Catronio. 
Who's your player of the game? We've got Wade Miley up there. We've got Yelich up there. We've got, uh, looks like right now, Canada's up there too. A few write-in options as well. We'll get to those in the next segment too. Get to a text here from Aaron in Illinois. Wide stop at 9, Dom. His player of the game is Wade Miley. Difference-making moment has to be the Mark Canna home run, and Yoel Piams was money yet again. Now, with Hauser on the IL, do you think Council goes with a four-man rotation until they, until they need a fifth with an off day on Thursday? Uh, I, I certainly anticipate them not making a starting pitching move until they need to. Of course, the next day for Hauser would be slated to be potentially Friday or Saturday, depending on what they do, right, because they can keep uh, things on normal rest and move you know, with that off day on Thursday, they don't have to use an extra guy until next week. But Craig Council got made that point earlier today saying, look, everyone needs a breather, and they've also got a stretch coming up. After these next couple of off days, right, the Brewers are off on Thursday and next Thursday, but then they're in their last long stretch of the season. They're going to play, I believe it's 19 in a row, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, sorry, 18 in a row before their last off day of the season on the 25th. So I could see them adding a starter. Could it be Colin Ray? Could it be Julio Tehran? Could it be somebody that's totally a wild card like Robert Gasser? I don't know. But I anticipate that extra man for now to be a starter until they know Adrian Hauser will be healthy enough to make another start. And then I know Craig Council would prefer to have another reliever in that bullpen uh, and, and try to roll things forward in that regard. They called up J.B. Bukowskis, didn't need him today. I wonder how Bryce Wilson would be available in the event of a short start, given he threw four innings yesterday. But all of that leads to the rest of the series. Brewers win 6-2. to two. It's nine wins in a row, their longest winning streak still since 2021. This August has been great for the crew. The offense is waking up. It's also nine consecutive games, scoring at least five runs. Where are all those comments about the offense stinking? Look, the Dodgers are really darn good, and that was the turning point for the Brewers, that series. Adam McCalvey wrote about the team meeting the team had after that game, that one nothing loss to get swept by the Dodgers, and they've won every game since that meeting. There's something to it. I love the dance they're doing now after wins. Sure, the cheesehead is dead, but they're still having fun. You can still see it. And wins like tonight at the friendly confines are certainly uh, an example of that. Craig Kishon's going to join us in just a little bit. We're going to have our player of the game coming up next as well. But first, I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Craig's going to join us shortly. we got more to talk about. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Rolling on with the program, I'm Dom Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Let's get to the phone lines here real quickly before we welcome in Craig Kishan. Let's get to the lines. Here is James. You are live on Brewers Extra Innings. Good night. Hi, James. How you doing there, Dom? Nice win tonight. Uh, 
as, as you guys have said, uh, fun for the fans. Well, let's make it more fun for the fans. Win four more and and feed the fans with uh, with some hamburgers. Come on, let's let's fuel the tanks. Let's let's put the, let's put the, some uh, fuel in the tank there and uh, be able to for the long stretch here uh, this last month here put a smile on our fan on us and and let's win it all. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, George Webb, of course. It's 12 wins, I believe, is, is, the, is the mark last it was time 13, it was done. 12, 13, whatever it is. Let's, let's go. Let's, uh, hey, I can, I can taste the food already, can't you? <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah, so the, uh, and you got Corbin Burns tomorrow to try and make it double digits, and then you'll have Brandon Woodruff on Wednesday to make it 11 if you're hoping for. Then you would be looking ahead to Friday against the Phillies if that were to happen. Appreciate the call there, James, and love the enthusiasm right now for the Brew Crew. Right now, welcome in Craig Kishon. Here on WTMJ and Craig, I mean, that's a blueprint win once again for the crew. I mean, just it's 6-2, bunch of ground balls, never really had to sweat this out, and you score early, you score often, and then you just kind of coast the rest of the game. Yeah, Dom, I thought this one had a lot of playoff feel to it. You know, with uh, I, I get that Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are going in the next two days, but this this game seemed – winnable and and the opportunity to to grab the first game of a series is obviously huge on the road but it's just having Wade Miley out there I I thought maybe this was his best game of the season Uh, just by the way he dominated a really really good offense and I I I just kind of sat back pace of the game how everything went Uh, the Brewers scoring in the first inning uh, capping the scoring later in the game as well in the seventh when they you know, could have used that uh, run to give him a four-run lead. And it all it all fell into place really nicely. So uh, I thought this was uh, really a fun, fun win for the crew. This is a game that I, I, I think I'm speaking for a lot of fans for, where you finally feel it a little bit. Yeah, I, I know there's been a lot of roller coaster in the last few years for the Brewers, and I am by no stretch saying that this series is over or that this division is wrapped up. I am not saying that in the slightest. But the point I'm making is that you finally saw it, right? They sweep the Rangers, and like, okay, well, maybe you caught them at a good time, and uh, and obviously the Rangers are now in a tailspin. They finally got off the schneid today, but then you had uh, you, you come back home for a quick two-gamer with the Twins. You're like, okay, well, the Twins are the Twins. At least you got back on track. Uh, and then over the weekend, the Padres, four I mean, come on. Like, it is not that easy to win three games in a row against that lineup. And now you do it against a team that has had your number the last time you saw them and felt like the playoffs and a team that you could see again if you make the playoffs. You know, if they're, if the Brewers win the Central and the Cubs with the three wild card, they're meeting again. They could play six games in a row, but this is the first game I felt like, okay, yeah, that that's what it's supposed to look like right now. Yeah, I, I agree 100% on that. I mean, you know, you, you go back to that Rangers series and just the way they were playing at the time, you know, we we talked about this, Vinny and I did during the game uh, here today. Just the fact that you went to Texas, and, and especially after getting shut down by the Dodgers the way the Brewer offense did, uh, but we went, uh, this team went to Texas and they were basically the Atlanta Braves of the American League when the Brewers uh, played them that Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And, and to get that sweep, I don't know, there, there's something that helped turn this club around a little bit. Um, I don't know if there was uh, – I, I know they had a, a short team meeting. Uh, whatever it took, it doesn't even matter at this point because it worked. 
And sometimes you just got to let things happen. And I, and I think right now the Brewers are letting things happen for them. They're not, they don't seem to be a team that's on the search for success. They seem to be a team that has success. And now they're on the search for bigger things here right now. That's kind of how I'm looking at where this team is, the nine game win streak, the, the big lead. Now um, this team could be onto some special things. This is a, a fun stretch right now. It is August 28th. Uh, also, I just want to get react. I mean, that first inning was, it, it, you, you always worry, all right, you're going to a new environment, you're leaving home, it's Wrigley, and they didn't skip a beat. Another big inning, a four-run inning with a couple of home runs, and neither one of those home runs was wind-aided. Those were shots no matter what. Mark Canna still hasn't come down, and I, I look at this this offense, and I look at this lineup, and even without Carlos Santana today, right, they pick up, no big deal, Rowdy Telez in the order. He gets a big sack fly. He just missed his. Everybody, one through seven in the order, got a knock today. So, and in fact, the first four hitters all had multiple hits today. That's all you're asking for. Just keep getting hits, and good things are going to happen. Six runs. I mean, we the Brewers fans were begging for six runs in like early June, late May. And now it's become a frequent thing. Nine straight games with at least five runs. Yeah, and, and the big innings too, Dom. I mean, Tuesday a five-run six, Friday a five-run third, Saturday a five-run fifth, Sunday a seven-run six, and then tonight a four-run first inning. Uh, all different innings for getting their success really for the most part, but uh, big crooked numbers here not just two runs but big crooked numbers and sometimes those innings uh i should say a lot of times those innings are going to carry you to a victory especially when you're pitching as well as this club is too right now from starters all the way through the bullpen so um yeah uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things just kind of falling into place right now for this brewer team uh, your reaction when Yelich's homer went out, and we saw a little bit of emotion from Yelly rounding the base, a little fist pump there. I hope some people notice that. You know, he knows there's a monkey on his back, and he got it off today. It was his first homer of the month. What was your reaction seeing him finally go yard for the first time in August? Well, we were hoping that that would be the case uh, before the game started, just in, in talking about the slump that he's been in. I think it was two for his last 18, and, and really – uh, no hits going the other way uh, for, you know, a good stretch of time, two, three, four weeks here for him. Just wasn't uh, hitting. Uh, the approach was maybe uh, a, a little bit different than when he was in that hot streak. But I'll say this. He, he's had a really good season, and he's had two down months so far to the first five. And I think for really, really good to great players, we've talked about this, Dom, if you can get – four really good months out of the six uh, you've done your job in this league as an, as an elite high level player and and you put yourself in a position to to lead your team offensively onto some big things and I, I really feel like if tonight is um, kind of a catalyst for him to get back in that opposite field power that opposite field success that he had for a really good stretch uh, near the all-star break after the all-star break uh, this, this final five weeks uh, could be really big with him leading the way out of that uh, top spot in the lineup. This has been uh, really fun to watch for him. Text here from Doug. The Brewers are playing very well right now, but I'm not going to get excited until after the weekend to see how they do against the Phillies and when they go on the road to play Miami 
and the Yankees. I understand. I, I understand that you feel like you're walking on eggshells right now, and I, I will reiterate, you still got one more series with these Cubs. You could still drop the next two games. You'll still be uh, in the lead in the division, of course. You'll only lose one game. You'll be up three games uh, in the division with one month to go, and you still got three games at the end of the season to decide both the tiebreaker and the division. But to see it, both teams, and I, I tweeted this earlier, you rarely see this, right, Craig, where both teams are playing great baseball. You have the starters that you would exactly want lined up, right? They've got Tyone, Steele, and Hendricks. The Brewers have got Miley, Burns, and Woodruff. Both teams are healthy. You're going to get great weather. You're going to have packed houses. This never happens in the regular season this late in the year. And I'm just sitting back as a baseball fan and saying, hell yeah, sign me up for as many of these as I can. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the, the thing about where they are right now with their with their nine game win streak and their five uh, five game lead in the division. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm excited about this team. I, I don't know why Doug's not or some other Brewer fans want more proof in the pudding. I'm excited about this team simply from the standpoint of they were really good last year when they traded Josh Hader away. They were on to big things when that happened. And then the clubhouse fell apart. The additions they made this year has brought that team even closer together. They've had success from players maybe they didn't expect. The rookies have come through. I'm very excited about where this team could be going here right now. And I'm really excited about what they've built up until now. It's been, it has been a grind through some of these games midseason to watch this team lose low-scoring affairs or not come through you know, offensively with runners on. We know what that grind was like. It is completely different here right now. So I, I personally am excited because this is when good teams start really showing their stuff, and it's going to be September 1st on Friday. Player of the game poll has closed, and it all went to Wade Miley. 200 votes on Twitter. 74% of the vote went to Wade Miley. Six strong innings. Did not walk a batter. 1K, two runs allowed. He earns the win. Yelich was second. Canna was third. Now, another good ride in here before we go to break. The coaching staff needs some love. This is from Ryan. Defensive positioning was astounding. Their new approach at the plate is refreshing, and they are playing loose right now. I agree entirely there, Ryan. The player of the game is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. we got our difference-making moment coming up next with Craig, 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855- 616-1620. If you want to join us, stay with us. WTMJ. Brewers get it nine in a row. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan is with us as well. What a night here at Wrigley Field. 6-2 the final. Wade Miley was great. They hit the home run ball. It was a fun time. So let's get to our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Craig, you have the floor first. What was your difference-making moment? Well, I'm going to go to the sixth inning uh, with Wade Miley on the hill. Two outs. He had given up the uh, one-out single to uh, Swanson. And then Cody Bellinger comes up. So it's lefty versus lefty. I love the the mound meaning that they had 
with uh, part of the infield and Contreras, Adamas was there. You don't see a pitcher run those mound meetings very often, but Wade Miley did all the talking to his to his teammates, and they went out. They fell behind two and zero on Bellinger, uh, but they they went after him and and got that final out of the sixth inning. That's about the the point of the game where things can start falling apart, and at Wrigley especially, they can fall apart in a hurry. So I'll look to that at bat. Wade, and Wade Miley's such a different cat, too. You know, he's, he's. I mean, we were in the clubhouse today, and, you know, you know how it is. He, don't talk to the starting pitcher. You know, leave him alone. No, he's holding court with everybody. We're having whole conversations about travel and the season. It's no big deal to Wade Miley. But when he gets between the lines, man, he's a bulldog. He knows what he's doing. I'm using cliches, but I don't care. It works for Wade Miley and what he's done this season. I love that pick. I'm going to go a little earlier, and I think you'll agree with this. Top of the second inning, the Brewers are up 4-1, to one, right? The Cubs just got a solo homer from Ian Happ to cut into the lead to show that their offense is alive. First two guys are retired. Terang lines out and Tyrone Taylor strikes out. So two outs. Yelly hits a ground ball toward the middle, and it was a bad play by Nico Horner. He got knocked the ball down, tried to throw the ball. It was a, you know, a bad throw, but Candelario should have come off the bag and blocked it, and it was clearly going to be safe. So the throw goes into the dugout. It allows Yelich to get the second base, and that the very next batter made it hurt. William Contreras singling through the left side. I thought that the Brewers avoided the shutdown inning in the second and took advantage of another Cubs error, made it clear. That made it 5-1, right back to a four-run lead, saying, no, no, you make a mistake, going to make you pay for it. Yeah, I, I love that. I love points of a game where teams answer and the Brewers answered uh, the earlier run that cut the, the lead from four Oh to four to one really good point there. And, and also uh, with all of that too, Dom, just, just the two out scoring by Milwaukee for their six runs with two outs. Um, and that, that's, uh, that's saying something for where this offense is right now here. We we've seen so many situations where the Brewers are knocking on the door with two outs, and it, it has not been successful. Big, long stretch. That's part of the grind earlier that I'm, that I'm talking about. But tonight, uh, one of those moments that you're talking about where they almost start igniting and, and uh, restarting and refreshing the batteries there. So that's, that's great. The, the Brewers have been making this work with hits and a little bit of timely home runs, and now they're going to have to do it with their depth again. Uh, Rowdy Telez playing first base for the time being. Carlos Santana, a rolled ankle. Uh, the the Brewers say that no no x-rays needed. He's going to be day-to-day. He wanted to play today, but he understood that probably best to take a few days off. Uh, and, and the Brewers, no, no big deal. Rowdy gets a knock. He gets a sacrifice fly, and he, he did his job, and he played a solid first base. And the Brewers' depth is really showing off now. They may not be the all-star names that you know about and you hear about every single day on SportsCenter and MLB uh, tonight. But I thought today, I don't know if you saw this clip earlier today that Mark DeRosa did on MLB Network on MLB Central and just broke down the Brewers perfectly to a national audience on their morning show. And it's just a reminder that the depth of this team, the rookies, and now you got Rowdy playing first base and you got Santana when he comes back and Canna is playing DH and... I am marveling once again at the club that Matt Arnold put together. Again, he he has to work on the periphery, if you will, with the budget. We know that. That's how the Brewers roll. But here they are, five games clear in the Central with a bunch of guys that maybe aren't household names, and no one really should be surprised. 
Well, I mean, I, I look at a guy like Mark Canna tonight and that home run he hit, and I'm like, are you kidding me? That was an absolute bomb from a guy that doesn't hit many home runs. I think it was only his eighth of the season, second since uh, coming over from the Mets. But, I mean, just just think of what he's going through right now, chaos and stupidity from his former team. And now he's here, small market Milwaukee, maybe a little more relaxed, can figure it out, uh, having a better time and, and being an influence on just about everybody, which is great. And then Carlos Santana, you're right. Uh, I'm sure he would have played today if they would have given him the green light. But I loved how he stayed in the game yesterday. Guy's 37 years old. Does he want to come out of a game? Absolutely not. Is that the message every other player on this team should should receive and should know about? Absolutely. So I I love these additions. Um, I, I love the chemistry here right now. Remember, that chemistry was shattered a year ago at this time, uh, I, and I don't see that uh, being the, even close to being the case right now. Speaking of chemistry, how about what Willie Adamas has done lately since that uh, double day off that he had when he was really at the, the peak of his slump. Uh, I'm pulling up the numbers right now, but Willie gets another knock today. He, In fact, he had two hits today. A run scored, a double, a run batted in. He only struck out once. Uh, I'm pulling up the numbers now since, uh, let me look here, it was over 300 coming into today. But looking at it now, check, check, one, two. Since the 10th, or sorry, the 9th is when his... Uh, little day off excursion took uh, took place. So, in his last 16 games since those back-to-back days off, 323 batting average, 391 on base, 548 slug and 939 OPS, two doubles, four homers. Uh that's the guy the Brewers now. He's not going to hit 323 the rest of the way, but hey, that's certainly encouraging to see that Willie Domus is clicking and no surprise the Brewers are clicking too. And what what is that stretch? Nine games, and as Willie goes, the team goes, is the old saying. And they've won nine straight since all of that happened. Yeah, it's really something. And and it's another example, Dom, of of uh, a guy that's been around for a little while in this league and is already known as a leader on his team. And he doesn't take those two games off lightly. Um, he knew that they were going to help, and he he did what he could. He made the most of it, and look what he's done since then. Again, these are messages that aren't just for the young guys in the league. They're, they're for the rest of your teammates that, I understand I'm down, but I, I promise you I am coming back, and that's what we've seen out of Willie, that's for sure. Uh, the, he had two hits tonight, and during this stretch they're now – 13-3 and three over this stretch since he had those back-to-back days off. And I'll leave you with this, Craig. He, the Brewers are now 18-4 and four when Willie Adamas has multiple hits. Not even RBIs or anything like that. But when Willie has multiple hits, they are 18-4 and four this season. And they have scored at least four runs in all but one of those games. It's, it's not – you don't want to put pressure on him. Craig Council has made that clear, but – that's the guy. That's why he wasn't coming out of the lineup because when he gets streaky, when he gets hot, he looks unstoppable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is pretty amazing when you, you know, you do your fact check on those stats. Uh, they they are true when it comes to what what does that equal at the end of the day. Uh, somehow, some way, it gives this team and gets this team in the win column. 
Um, and not too many guys can have that influence. That's for sure. And guys that have, you know, my, let's face it. He has, he's struggled mightily at two different times this season, uh, a longer stretch, obviously earlier this year, but, um, I'll tell you what, it, it, it speaks to what kind of character this guy has and his passion and, and the influence that he has, you know, on, on every single one of his teammates, especially the position guys and the hitters who, who know that they've got to come through and do the same kind of thing. This has been a fun stretch. Hopefully he can go it tomorrow. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Craig Gashon here on WTMJ. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and look forward to our next chat. All right, pal. More, more to come here on WTMJ. Our thanks to Craig once again. We're going to get to Cider Who's Hot. That's up next on WTMJ. Let me give you some numbers. We'll throw some more numbers on you. I'm Dom Catronio. We're with you till the top of the hour here on WTMJ live from Wrigley Field. We'll be here again tomorrow as well. Coverage begins at 6 after Wisconsin's afternoon news. Greg Matzik has Brewers warm-up. And then the On Deck Show will begin at 6.30. First pitch scheduled for 7.05 once again. And then we will have post-game for you again tomorrow. Brewers extra innings after the contest. No post-game on Wednesday as a 110, or excuse me, a 120 first pitch on Wednesday. Uh, we'll go straight into Wisconsin's afternoon news once our coverage concludes here from Wrigley. Then an off day on Thursday, but I've got you for Brewers Weekly Thursday night at 8 o'clock back at the avenue. Uh, let, let me give you some numbers here real quick. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And for a limited time only, Cider is waiving the $99 trip fee for HVAC service calls. And this is offer is not valid on cleaning tunes, weekends, or after hours, but a $99 savings for trip fees valid through September 15th. Go to SEIDER.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Now, the Brewers, in a nine-game winning streak, there's always going to be some positive stuff about the offense, right? That's not a surprise. And there's a number that has jumped out to me, and it's just as simple as runners in scoring position. And I remember earlier in the year, Brewers fans were asking, and I did a whole Brewers Weekly on this, just how do the Brewers rank against league average, uh, against a variety of statistics. And at that time, they were in the bottom half with runners in scoring position. You know, not great, not terrible, but... In the bottom half, but the big thing that I was requesting is that they weren't getting a lot of at bats, period, with runners in scoring position. In fact, at one point in late May, they had the fewest plate appearances with runners in scoring position in all of baseball, despite being, you know, an above 500 team. So you fast forward now, and here we are on August 28th. The Brewers, as a team, are now hitting 267 with runners in scoring position. Does that sound good? Well, it should because they're now 10th in all of baseball with runners in scoring position for their batting average. And better yet, a number that I really love about this, they are tied for the 8th fewest strikeouts with runners in scoring position. Now, the OPS, they, they don't really hit as many homers as you would expect, but their OPS is 11th. I, I'm fine with that. That's all really good news. So when you look at specifically this 9-game winning streak for the Brew Crew, over these last nine games, including tonight, they went three for six tonight with runners in scoring position. They are now hitting 402. They are hitting over 400 with runners in scoring position over their last nine games. 35, 
for 87. With 10 doubles, a triple, three homers. But here's the best part, okay? I haven't even got to the best number. Again, 402 batting average and 1153 OPS with runners in scoring position over the last nine games. And over those nine games with runners in scoring position, they have struck out a grand total of 15 times. 15 times in 108 plate appearances. 18 walks in 108 plate appearances. More walks than strikeouts with runners in scoring position over these last nine games. They have the best strikeout rate in baseball over these last nine games. That's just period, not just with runners in scoring position. Bat to ball works. Put the ball in play, and they're getting rewarded for it. Good things happen. They didn't get rewarded for it against L.A. Bad luck happens from time to time. But when you're always applying pressure and always have men on the bases, mistakes are bound to happen. The Cubs are a really good defensive team. Really good defensive team. They had two errors you know, in a third play that wasn't technically an error, but Dansby Swanson booting that ball that could have been a double play. It didn't come back to bite them. But they, they, when you're constantly putting the heat on, mistakes are going to be made on the other side. When you are in the driver's seat, of course, you're in control and good things happen. And when you have the confidence to always deliver with runners in scoring position, Again, 4-0-2 with runners in scoring position these last nine games. That's an anomaly. That's an outlier. But you're going to enjoy it while it lasts. If you come back down to earth and hit more like 300, and you feel like it's slow, that's not slow. That's a great number. So I just wanted to bring that up as for who's hot right now for the crew. They've won nine in a row. They are five games clear at the moment here in the uh, NL Central. Quick peek at the Reds. They are trailing 4-0 against the Giants right now. They're out in the top of the seventh inning in uh, Oracle Park. That's significant for a couple of reasons, not just for the wild card standings, but for the fact that that series, whoever wins that series, is going to have the tiebreaker on the other team. As play starts today, those two teams are are tied in the standings, right? Cincinnati is 68-64, San Francisco is 67-63, so virtually the same record. One and a half games back of a playoff spot of the Chicago Cubs. So whoever wins is going to move to a game back, uh, and then whoever loses is going to fall to two games back. The thought is if... You know, and Arizona's also tied with the Cubs right now. They're in action against the Dodgers. Arizona is leading 4-3 to three in the top of the sixth inning. But this is going to come down to the last week for all of those teams. Tiebreakers are going to matter for who's playing where and who's going to what. So that's going to be huge for the Reds. And the Cubs are still holding on to that last wild card spot. And I'm going to tweet this every Monday, you know, at Dom underscore Catronio, your head-to-head tiebreaker chart for what the wild card could look like. Because if the Brewers win the Central, they will face the number three wild card. So the Cubs have not played the Diamondbacks yet this year. That's wild to me. Seven games remaining. So they still got to figure out that tiebreaker. But we'll see what happens here whenever the Brewers find out their opponent, if they win the Central, what the wild card round would look like. By the way, if you want to place a deposit for a 2024 season ticket, you get first crack at postseason tickets this year. Because as of now, look, I, I, I can say it with confidence that there is a very likely chance, very, very likely chance, the Brewers are hosting wild card games. 
very likely chance, whether it's winning the Central or being the number one wild card, because they have a better record than the Phillies. And if things all fall apart, they could certainly still be holding the the division, depending on what everything else happens. But just saying, get ahead of it. Could work out in your favor. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council. That's coming up next. We're with you for another 20 minutes or so right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. For a spot maybe as a starter, given Adrian Hauser was placed on the injured list today, they called up J.B. Bukowskis. Luckily, his bullpen made it a little, little easier on him, only needing six innings out of Wade Miley. He was awesome, 82 pitches. Never really sweated in this one either. But Counts has to be in a good mood beating up on the Cubs. Here's what he had to say after winning his ninth consecutive game. Yeah, I mean, I think when you start out a road series and, um, you know, a game that, uh, you know, everybody's anticipating a good atmosphere from the crowd, like just doing that to the to the home team in the first inning is, well, what more can you ask, really? So Yelly kicking it off, um, just good at bats in the first inning. Um, lots of hard contact. Mark finishing off with a big swing. So that was uh, couldn't start a game out better. You got almost 40 pitches out of Tyone in those first two innings alone. How much has that also been a story? Like you know the pressure and seeing a lot of pitches. Yeah, I mean the first two innings it was. I mean we, you know we probably, you know they they made maybe a defensive mistake, but we hit the ball really hard also. Um, so it was good pitch decisions. Hard contact, um, doing, doing it the way you're supposed to do it. So, um, you know, I think overall that has been. We've had we've had some innings where we've really made pitchers work, and um, that's going to lead to runs. A guy, guy like Wade is almost kind of perfect for a situation like that. He kind of knows his way around navigating. Is that what you kind of saw from him tonight? Kind of able to kind of do what he does, especially. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was sharp, really sharp. Um, you know, Wade's sharp games are just lots of strikes, and I, I thought his changeup maybe made a comeback tonight as pitch that he's been wanting to get going, and I thought he got that pitch going really well tonight. Um, and that that pitch makes his cutter better. So then you see the ground balls, the shortstop on the cutter, um, you know, or the changeup. But the, the changeup, I thought, was the pitch that. Um, really is the neutralizer for, for the right-handed hitters for him, and uh, he did a nice job with it. I think uh, Wade had 11 ground outs, and the staff had 15 all together tonight, which is a pretty, pretty big number, and it looked like the ball was going to be flying all night, but it really kind of the, the script kind of flipped there. Yeah, I mean, good defense from Willie, really good defense from Bryce. Um, you know, if we can get ground balls to those two guys, we're in good shape. Based on who had pitched yesterday, was it was it a little more likely that Pagaro and Piamps got in tonight, or was that sort of the way, just the way the game went? Um, no, I mean it just just the way the game went. No, um, you know, I mean obviously every game affects the next game. So um, yeah, I mean there was that that's how because of who pitched yesterday. I think um, we had Pagaro up in the seventh. We ended up picking up a run in the seventh, but he was he was hot and ready to go with two outs, so there's no reason to do anything there. And then, um, you know, they just pitched Yoel to get through that inning, and then that you know the fact that Hobie pitches so well that that changes things moving forward for the next couple of days. So, you know, when the bullpen 
previous game matters what the relievers do and that next game matters and it all carries over um, and those guys are doing a heck of a job. Christian said you with streaks like this you've got to show up and act like you've won zero games in yeah. a row. Do you like how they've kind of just shown up and stuck to it and their yeah. approach to this? I mean the, the big thing is that we just it's again it's um, so many guys doing their jobs and that's what it takes um, and it, it takes different guys it's going to take different bullpen guys doing their jobs you know Hobie's had a big last two nights for sure for two days um, and so I, th I think he's dead right about that um, and that's what the guy's been doing a good job of. Christian is I guess five game opening home. Yeah I mean starting off games like that is um, the ultimate momentum builder um, and uh, it, it's you know we we're, we put our best hitter at the top of the lineup, and that's it's it matters, and it gets we guarantee that he's going to get the most at bats of anybody. Um, we guarantee there's a presence to start the game. Um, that that spot is always coming around, and it, it matters. Um, and you know it's been a little it's been a little maybe a little break since for the, since the last homer. It feels like it's been a while, but um, it's always in there. It's always in there. He's always lurking. And if he's waking up, I mean, shoot, look out. Yeah, it's getting hot. Let's relive it. Highlights coming up next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All right, this was a big one. The Brewers and the Cubs. Game one of a three-game series to really start making a picture what the NL Central is going to look like. Jamison Tyone against Wade Miley. Things got going quickly. Just three pitches into the game. There's Yelly. As this ball smoked out to left center field. Back goes Bellinger. Up into the stands. Yelich leads off with a home run. Christian with his 17th of the season. And the Brewers on top. One to nothing. Lane Grindle's call here on WTMJ. It was his ninth career leadoff homer. His fifth of the season and his first homer overall in the month of August. Brewers start out hot. They weren't done in the first as well. Later, Rowdy Telez would add a sacrifice fly, and they still weren't done when new acquisition Mark Canna was at the plate. 2-0 pitch, and Canna, a high fly ball deep left. Hap is back, track, wall, bye-bye baseball! A two-run shot for Mark Canna, and the Brewers all over the Cubs to start up this game here tonight at Wrigley. It's 4-0 after that. Canna with a no-doubter, 436 feet away, 110 off the bat. Brewers start out hot, but the Cubs got a solo homer in the bottom of the first from Ian Happ. So quickly, it's back to a three-run lead. In the top of the second inning, the Brewers took advantage of an error by Nico Horner, a rare error for that, a gold glove candidate at second base. Put a runner on second for William Contreras. He's going to make it pay. Tyone's 1-1 pitch. Ground ball through the left side and into left field. Yelich turns third. He's headed for home. And Wild Bill drives in another one. Brewers with a 5-1 lead on the Contreras RBI single. See, Wild Bill's gaining steam, everybody. I think that's a great nickname for him. However, the Brewers up 5-1. They got some help from their defense as well. Sure, Bryce didn't have a hit at the plate. He's still throwing some glove. And only a couple of homers. Though two ground ball towards second. Diving to his left. Terang smothers it. Pops up, throws, and he got him. Bryce Terang with a gem. And out number two in the third inning for Miley. Terang is exceptional with the glove at second base. He has been phenomenal this year. Top three among National League. Second baseman for defensive run save. Brewers still leading. 
5-1. to one. Now we fast forward to the seventh. Cubs got another solo homer from Patrick Wisdom, but Wade Miley was terrific. Only needed one strikeout for six innings and two runs allowed. He was in line for the win, looking for some insurance with Willie Adamas. Scoring-wise, rips one to left. That ball is hooking. It is fair just inside the chalk. It bangs and goes to the fence. In from third is Contreras. And Willie Adamas delivers a big one. That made it 6-2. Josh Mauer's call here on WTMJ, which would be the final score. Piguero, Piomps, and Milner combined for the final three innings. They would only allow two base runners and keep zeros on the board. Brewers win 6-2. It's nine wins in a row, and they're now five games clear in the NL Central. We'll wrap up the program after this on WTMJ. All right, last two minutes of the show here on WTMJ. We've closed the window, getting ready to say good night. Once again, tomorrow we're on the air at 6 o'clock. Brewers warm up. Greg Matzik has you covered there. Then it'll be the on-deck show starting at 6.30. And Lane and Josh will take care of you there. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. And, man, this is going to be one of those days. This is going to be... A great pitching matchup on paper. Justin Steele, Corbin Burns, two of the best of the best the National League has to offer. One has already won a Cy Young. One is a candidate for a Cy Young this season in Justin Steele. I mean, Zach Allen was in action yesterday. Justin Steele's a candidate. Spencer Strider is certainly a candidate as well. So once again, 7.05 first pitch tomorrow. We've got you for postgame again. Then on Wednesday, it's a day game, 120. Coverage will begin at 12.45, or excuse me, 12.55, as uh, we'll get ready for the crew. No, 45, I was right. Then the uh, the Brew crew will finish up their series here at Wrigley on Wednesday, and there will be only one more head-to-head matchup the last three games of the season back at American Family Field. We'll see if it decides who is going to be winning the division or if the Brewers will already have the tiebreaker by that time. There's still a little bit to figure out. Quick update on what's happening here in the Central elsewhere. The Giants have a 4-1 lead on the Reds. The Reds just got on the board, though. A uh, RBI coming from Ellie De La Cruz, an RBI double for him. But it's still 4-1 Giants in a very important series out there. Uh, also, for wild card implications, the Diamondbacks are now trailing the Dodgers 6-4. to That'll do it for us here tonight. My thanks to Craig Kishan for joining us. And our producer, Tommy Wirtz, I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.